So welcome to this mini episode and special bonus episode of This Life Reconsidered. Um, I am here with Monica Gonzalez, a skilled and talented therapist who is going to tell us a little bit about some healthy ways of coping with the challenges and the traumatic things that kind of hit us really hard and, you know, just kind of sharing some tips and insights on why uh, why coping and what the, why these tactics are really good for us to consider, especially when we're going to really difficult stuff. So, I mean, I guess with that, Monica? Sure. So I just want to start by saying what works for one doesn't always work for someone else. And so I always, you know, preface that with my clients and say, we want to create like a toolbox, right? Where we have multiple skills that we can, you know, take out of our toolbox when needed. And sometimes something that you use may work one day and it may not work the next day. But that's why I want to give you a couple of ideas of things that you can do or tools to use um, to cope with either traumatic events or high stress situations and just dealing with um, dealing with it in a healthy way. So I would say my top three that I'm going to give you are the first would be mindfulness and meditation. Um, and, and that can look different for many people, right? You can use guided meditation and there are a lot of good apps in an app store that you can download on your phone, uh, you know, to do guided meditation. You can do mindful walking, um, even mindful eating. So the reason why mindfulness and meditation work is that it increases the activity in the prefrontal cortex and in the hippocampus. And so research has shown that the brain scans have shown an increase in gray matter in the hippocampus and a decrease in the amygdala. And if you remember from the earlier episode, we talked about the role of the amygdala in, in, in trauma. So what's mindful eating? Can you say something about that? Sure. So if we, let's just pick something simple like an orange, right? So if we were going to practice some mindful eating with an orange, we would want to take the orange and hold it in our hands. And you really want to focus on every single aspect of what you're doing. So how does that orange feel? You know, how does it feel as you peel off the skin? How does it smell? Right? And as we're peeling off the skin, maybe some of the juice squirts out and we're being aware of that happening. And as you peel off all the skin and now you've taken off a little sliver and you put it in your mouth, you know, what's the texture? How does it taste? Right. So mindful eating is just really about being aware and focused on everything you're doing and, and then taking your time while you're doing it. So often we're so busy and we're just shoving food in our mouths and moving on to the next thing that we don't even, you know, we are inhaling our food and we don't even recognize how it tastes. And so mindful eating just gives you that moment to just kind of sit down and just 
be one with your food. Huh. Okay. That's that's one way to think about it. I've never I have not the thought I'm usually just trying to get to eating. <laughs> think about the basics. <laughs> but touche. Okay. Yeah. So processing, savoring, savoring, savoring the yeah. food. Okay. And, I can yeah, do that. In the same way, something like mindful walking. Again, you know, when we're going from place, you know, point A to point B, we're just in a rush, we're trying to get there and we miss everything that's around us because we're just, you know, focused on getting to our destination. So if we were to go to a park and do a mindful walk, you really, again, it's being aware of your surroundings, everything that you hear, everything that, you know, that you see, maybe the smells, maybe you can smell that it's about to rain or, or maybe they're mowing the grass and you can smell the fresh cut grass. Um, you can hear a woodpecker pecking at the tree bark and you see a bird flying by and a trail of ants carrying a piece of bread, right? So it's just really, really being aware of everything that's going on instead of just being in such a rush and getting from point A to point B and, you know, that we miss all the beauty and and everything that there is in nature. Okay. You know, and with, with the mindfulness and meditations, most of my clients report that by using, especially the guided meditation, um, that they have a reduction in anxiety and get better sleep. Now, usually, I, I often suggest that they do a guided meditation for before bedtime if they're having trouble sleeping. And a lot of times they do report that they sleep better. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I, I think I'm going to have to try being more p- tuned in. I have the the ability to kind of just blow by the world. And I'm sure mo- mo- I'm, I'm not unique that way. So I no, can only imagine that way. So an- another um, coping skill that I encourage is journaling or using expressive arts. So after a highly stressful event or a traumatic event, sometimes people really have difficulty expressing what happened verbally and they prefer either to write it down or maybe they're really artistic in some way and they can draw or paint, um, even maybe doing a sculpture, any type of expressive art, writing song lyrics or poetry, just any way to get out how you're feeling that might be difficult to do verbally. And I also think it's helpful not just as a way of expressing what you've gone through and how you're feeling, but it's just a good way also to just get it out, right? So often we hold things in and we don't talk about it with anyone and it just sits there. And and that's when we really have a lot of those trauma symptoms that we experience because we're not we're not talking about it. We're not doing anything to let it out. So journaling and the expressive arts can be really helpful. I mean, what do you advise with doing with that kind of stuff? Do you advise people go back and look at their journal journals or does it matter if they look at it? Like it's just the action of getting it out, but does reflecting on what you've put down I, I, help? I think it depends. Um, for some people, going back and rereading it could be re-traumatizing, Right. Um, for others, 
it's good to see patterns and, you know, recognizing some patterns of negative thinking, or they are recognizing that maybe safety is the, is, is what keeps coming up for them, or that they are recognizing that they, it's a feeling of helplessness that is underlying all of their issues. Um, but I think more than anything, it's really just releasing it and getting it out. Okay. So I think that that would probably, I would imagine the last one that I think I know you're probably going to talk about is definitely also tied to that idea of release, right? Or am I just assuming? Physical activity, right? Just getting up and moving. And that could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to mean going to the gym and working out, right? Physical activity can look like anything. But I always encourage people to engage in an activity that they enjoyed at some point in their lives, right? Sometimes with trauma, there's a a loss of interest in in things we've enjoyed. And so if we can kind of reconnect to those things that we have previously enjoyed, that can help us through, you know, a stressful event or a trauma. And so that could be something like gardening, gardening, it could be running, it could be dancing, it could be yoga, you know, or it could just be going for a walk. Huh. And that and that's really all about kind of like the ability of getting it out and channeling that Absolutely. that that energy, right? It's just it's getting that energy out. But sometimes it's just about getting out of bed and getting out of your house, right? If, if you've experienced a loss in your life or a traumatic event and you are now maybe suffering from depression or you're extremely anxious and you may not want to leave your house, just going for a walk around the block could be really, really impactful. Some very, very useful and simple tips that I think we have a tendency to, to ignore or not realize that they're at that as small as and simple as they may seem, can have a lot more impact if we allow ourselves the ability to try it. Right? Research has shown that regular exercise, and again, exercise does not necessarily mean having you know going to a gym and weightlifting or running on a treadmill but that it can decrease depression, anxiety, um, it improves sleep and reduces other trauma symptoms. I, I love it. Thank you so much, Monica, for your insights and for these uh, basic uh, advice, pieces of advice. And I'll make sure to include a link to your website below if people ever want to get back in contact with you if they want to ask any questions i'll make sure that they that they have access to that information at the bottom thank you